Okay, so um, overall, camp was a lot of fun, and I think like we all enjoyed it. But like big things I got out of it was um, Tori when she was doing her like we we're doing the breakout thing. <clears throat> it was like being intentional about it because like if we aren't gonna do it, then who else is? Like nobody's gonna be there to pick up our slack or whatever. And then I think Candice was teaching us the ask thing, like to witness ask for permission, share the gospel, and keep the conversation going. And, like, when you think about it, that's, like, one of the easiest ways to be a witness or whatever because, like, you know where they stand when you ask, so you know, like, what you're trying to get at. And then Daniel preached Thursday night or Friday night, and he was talking about Timothy or Paul was in jail, and then Timothy, he was writing a letter to Timothy not to be ashamed. And, like, Paul, it was, like, his last, like, words. Like, last, he was writing his last letter or whatever. And then he was more worried about other people and not worried about what he was going to do. He was worried about, like, telling Timothy not to be ashamed of, like, God and, like, just go tell everybody. And then Dylan, uh, yesterday morning, he was talking about, like, a big thing that stood out for me is, like, denying ourselves daily, like, lowering ourselves and putting God first like that's the only way we're gonna like get anywhere with it like that's the only way we are gonna be a witness and then like on the way home from the camp I realized the real test like it's easy to say you're gonna do all those things at camp but then when you get back home it's like when it all really starts and then like that really hit me because it's like it's easy to say you're gonna do it when you're around people that's all trying to do it but then when you're home and you're separated, like that's when everything like actually is like you're trying to apply it to your life. And if you didn't know, I think we've said several times, but Sarah Joe just just uh, made my good made uh, mention of this. But yeah, the theme was not being ashamed, and so uh, we had we had three regular services that talked about that, and then breakouts on Friday morning where the girls and the guys were were separated talking about the same thing. Um, so I think the camp was really fun too, and I think it was really like helpful. Um, like the main thing I got out of it was the ask method, um, just because like you can apply that to your life easily, and use it to share with others. And it's just like if you're just starting to evangelize to others, it's a good way to like start it off. And also when uh, Dylan was preaching about like you can have the whole world, you can gain the whole world, but you still don't have anything. And then also, like, the different types of Christians and then why they were ashamed, like the ones that aren't Christians and they're just ashamed of themselves and the ones that are Christians and they're, like, ashamed uh, that they aren't, like, doing everything they can. And, uh, yeah. Come on, Chloe. Um, I had a really good time at church, and I think it really opened my eyes on a lot of different things, but I think the one thing that really spoke out to me was being fully committed, and to be fully committed on what you're doing, and praising God, and being able to do that by yourself, because I think that's one thing that I really struggle with, is being able to take time out of my day to just pray or read my Bible, 
And I think it's easy for me to say that I do those things because I'm a Christian and that's one thing that you should be doing. But when it comes down to it, it's something that can be incredibly difficult to just set aside because you make up excuses on why you're not doing the things you should be or stuff like that. And I think when they were all talking about being committed or being a Christian who can be ashamed because you're not doing the things that you should be, it just kind of opened my eyes on things that I should be doing better with my life and how I should grow closer to God and be a better Christian. Come on, Big Dean. One thing Chloe said there, talking about being fully committed to even praising God, one of the cool things, I didn't say something about this a second ago. Come on, Big Dean. Uh, but one of the cool things was there were several kids that started off the week. I mean, they were, they were too cool for school and just chilling, you know, during, during worship time. And then literally some of those same kids, not only were they getting on stage by the end of it, and, they were, and a couple of those guys had just gotten saved, but there were also several that, man, went from, again, being too cool to literally, I mean, praising God. And it was a completely different atmosphere. So it was, it was, it was awesome to see that. One of the biggest things I took away from camp was Daniel's story is to uh, witness, or not to be ashamed to witness to other people. He missed his big chance to miss a uh, witness to someone who just uh, died. What was his name? Eric McCauley? McCallum. That really stuck out to me because I'm in high school and there's a lot of chances for me to witness to other people when I don't take my uh, chances. And and God didn't give us a spirit to, uh, God didn't God didn't give us a fear a spirit to fear, to witness to other people. And that that really stuck out to me a lot because that's something I don't do a whole lot to witness to other people when I really should. Come on, Ruthie. Come on, Ruthie. One of the main things I got from the camp was like you have you ha you're not fully living unless you're living like fully for the Lord and you're committed to him and you can't like you can't say that you're fully committed to the Lord but then you don't share the gospel with anyone or like your friends at school if you try to hide that you're a Christian so they won't make fun of you you can't like, you can't still say you're fully committed, but then do that. And also, like they were saying, like the ask method, that's an easy way to start. Like, even even people at school, or if you don't do it in person, you can do it over text. Like, just to get a conversation going for them to know that, like, if they want, you can help them out with any of that. And, like, whenever Paul, I think, yeah, Paul, he was writing the letter once he was about to be executed to Peter. It was like he gave his whole life to the Lord, and that's what we should be doing. We shouldn't just be like half in, half out. We need to be fully committed to the Lord to really be living. So several of them, and they've already laid it out, but one of the things that I guess the, the girls broke down in uh, the breakout session was this, and it, it can apply to us as adults too, 
but the w- one way to evangelize a little acronym is ask, which says ask for permission. That's, and that's always the hardest step. Like we always think that nobody wants to hear the gospel or that you know, we don't know how to introduce the conversation to them. But it literally talks about going up to that person, that, that coworker, that whoever, and asking to share the gospel. And then if they give you the, the yes, that's an open door. And then share the gospel. But then you're looking to keep the conversation going. And that's kind of where the boldness kicks in is not only initially starting the conversation, but then continuing to, to pour into that person and share the gospel with them so that they may come to re, uh, response to receive Christ. So that's what they're talking about when they've laid all that out. Ms. Taylor Ray, tell us what the word spoke to you on. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> what I learned was, like, you have to be committed. You can't, like, say that you're a Christian and that you're, like, fully committed whenever you just really aren't like whenever you don't have like a good relationship and you don't take time out of your day to like read your bible and get closer with the lord like you can't really just say that you're committed because like that's just really not how it works and then you can't like go up to your friends and like hide that you're a christian because you don't want them to like not like you and make fun of you because you're ashamed and yeah. Then we got Miss Keegan. I heard she she wrote she wrote a full deal here, so she is ready to roll. Um, hi. <laughs> um, I went on the BTSR retreat. Um, it was really fun, but I also learned a lot from it. Um, it. Like, all throughout my life, I have been always, like, that was loud, nervous <laughs> to share about um, God and me being a Christian because um, I've always wanted to fit in. But over the retreat, I, um, I realized that you don't have to fit in, that, like, God is our Father, and we should always be, like, towards him and fully committed towards him. Um, there was one verse um, that Daniel said. Daniel was, Daniel's service or sermon was like very, I don't know, moving. Um, there was one verse that he said that says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. So what that meant for me was saying, like, don't worry about what other people, like, think or will do because God is, like, the biggest thing that you need to worry about. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> and I think Daniel's going to, he's going to be our last one. I'll say just moving forward, um, Again, like I said, we, we, we appreciate your prayers initially, but we, we did have several that acknowledged that both from, uh, from both sides. We had several acknowledge that they don't know Christ, and so I, I would, I would uh, encourage you to continue to pray for them. And then for those that did just get saved, they all do go to the Christian school. So they're going to they're gonna be hearing the word of God, you know, at least some throughout the day. So, I mean, we're praying that God would continue to grow them and then use, use them in, in, uh, for his glory. So, Daniel. So it was... Um it was a great time, as you could tell by my voice. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, I, I, first things first, um, blue team won. Orange team did not. I'm just, just leaving it there. 
Um, we had a great time. Um, for some reason, our team was really, really good at minute to win at games. Praise the Lord, because that carried us. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, it was, um, I'll tell you the biggest, Dylan said spiritual things aside earlier, the biggest thing I learned is that middle school boys are the grossest human beings that I've ever encountered in my entire life. Um, that cleaning staff is going to clean for a month, and that bathroom is not going to be clean. Uh, I'll leave it right there. But in all seriousness, it was a great time, man. Um, the coolest thing for me is that, you know, like Dylan said, you got to see these kids that come in and, you know, they're kind of acting like they're too, too cool to be here from sixth grade all the way to seniors. And, and they're just really reserved and they don't, you know, they don't want to do the church thing, right? They don't want to, you know, we're talking about not being ashamed and they're like, it's not that I'm not ashamed, but I just don't want to do this at all, like period. And then you see the light bulb come on. And then you see them start to understand. Um, Lee came over and did the breakout session for the guys on Friday. And, man, he gave the gospel from, from Genesis on and, and talked about who Jesus Christ was and how sin entered into the world through Adam. And you could see, man, these guys that were just, they were so into it. Like they were hooked. And you could see the, the, the second that it made sense. You could see the physical change on their face. And I, I remember... Lee, Lee got Lee two of the two of the guys to the Lord, and, and I was in the room, you know, trying to keep the kids are intrusive, and they just kept coming in, coming in, coming in, and we were just trying to keep them out, you know, just so they could they could do what they were doing, and and I heard one of them got them praying, uh, kid's name was Makai, everybody called him Kai. He said, he said, man, he said it just feels different now. And yesterday, um, me and Tori could barely keep it together on stage because we're singing when then. Uh, Makai and Jameer, two of the kids that got saved, man, they, they jumped up on the stage and they wanted to help lead worship. And, and next thing you know, they, they're arm in arm with each other. They're, they're praising the Lord. And then you look out and even the kids that are, you know, they're, they may be goofing off, but they're arm in arm. They got their arms around each other and they're praising the Lord. And a couple of them come up to me. They said, you know, now that we're saved, it just feels different. Like it feels real. And man, it was such a sweet ordeal um, I cried just about the whole way home just thinking about it because I, 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 I had the privilege to pe preach Friday night and I, I told them, I said, you know, I said my thing was I was trying to figure out what I can come with that when I was your age would have changed my life. Like if, if somebody would have said this or if I would have took it serious enough, what, what that I heard could have changed my life. And, and the truth of it is the only thing that's going to change their life is the gospel. That is it. The only thing that's going to make a difference in their life is the power of Jesus Christ. And we shared this morning in the prayer room that the verse for the camp was 2 Timothy 1.8, and it was, started that verse is, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of Jesus Christ. And if you're a born-again believer, the testimony that you have is the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's the testimony that salvation has worked out in your life. And, and man, those four guys that got saved, uh, we, we were talking the other night on the way to the bonfire, and one of them was like, I just, you know, I don't know what to do now. It's like, well, man, read your Bible, pray. And we were talking about a couple different things, man. Pray for those guys because they're teenagers, and and even I mean, Dylan mentioned something too. I mean, you know, it's not been that long since we were teenagers, and the things that I faced in school, they're facing a lot more than what I faced. So, I can't imagine when they're going back and they're around their friends and stuff. You know how different it's going to be, and how difficult it is for them to not be ashamed. But. The deal is that if they'll just trust the Lord, the Lord will take care of it all. So the last thing that we got, uh, did I say last thing? Yeah, I don't want to, you want to? Okay, I just want to make sure. 
Last time we got is um, uh, people over at Grace, the youth leaders, Kyle and Carly, who kind of put on this whole thing. Uh, they put together a slideshow, just some pictures and videos from uh, from camp, and uh, showed some of the playing the games. And um, man, it was just a great time, and you'll get to see some of that here, right here. Trouble comes calling for me. Will I live the way I believe when I'm backed up against the wall? What kind of heart do I have in my chest? Does it beat for my Savior or just for my flesh? What will I do in the moment that everything falls? I'm gonna stand in a world that's breaking sand for a truth unchanging. I'm not ashamed, I've considered the cost. I'll be right here at the foot of the cross and stand. They can can't tell uh, man we had a great time these kids were tired they were wore out uh, not at bedtime though they were not tired at bedtime they were tired every other time but bedtime um, man praise the Lord 
Um, already talking about next year. Y'all pray for that and pray for these kids going forward. Amen. <clears throat> um, there, uh, if we're not careful, and if we don't actually uh, strive to make this happen, we're we're uh, and we say it all the time around here. And it's one of the reasons discipleship is, has been the fundamental and foundational grounding of all that we are. Um, because if we don't make disciples, we're going to lose this. Like, I, I, know, I, know nobody, I know nobody wants to talk about it. But if we don't, pre, if we don't preach 2 Timothy 1.8 on a regular basis, you see what what and I'm on I'm <laughs> there's no way you'll make it through Nehemiah this morning. There's just no way. Um, the, you you don't have it in you. Uh, we'll 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 work next week and uh, we'll work really hard next week on 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 that. But but I do want to say a couple of things. Um, if you don't get in your spirit that the local church is what matters you will lose what we what we heard this morning if you don't get in your spirit that being at a, in a local church and being a part of a local church and working in a local church and volunteering for ministries in a local church and signing up for discipleship in a local church and completing discipleship in a local church I, I don't know is there 10 or 12 tomorrow night 8, 10, something like 8, 10, or 12. T tomorrow night, we're going to start uh, D2. We're going to start uh, LFBI semester here at the church. It's D2. It's for the people that has been in discipleship for, for a, very, a very long time. Or, or they have completed discipleship, or they're about to complete discipleship, or they're about to start discipling someone else. We're going to start that on, on uh, 630 uh, this coming uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? Tomorrow morning? Yeah. Yeah. You'll have, to, you'll have to forgive me. I actually thought, uh, I, I wasn't sure what day it was the other day. Um, yeah, it's been long days lately. Um, but I, I, I will, I, I'm, I'm telling you, we will lose. But why? Because we're not putting on a production for nobody. I'm not doing it. I've, I'm not, I've, been in it, I've been in this thing 10 years now, and you know what I found out productions do? They keep people carnal. And you know what else they do? They keep carnal people. And you know, you know what this church don't need? It don't need no more carnality than it's already got. It doesn't need any more carnality than the carnality that's already in those that are following Jesus Christ. Because how many of you realize those of us that are following Jesus Christ, we are not yet perfect. And we've got some carnal things about us, and we have to submit ourselves daily. But if we if we don't if we don't hunker down, if we don't double down on discipleship and double down on 2 Timothy 1:8 right now, right now, like everything that we do, be consumed with doubling down on the fact 
that last week we preached on that. When, when, when is it time to quit? When is it time? I know we went through some stuff in Nehemiah last week on when it was time to quit. Here's the deal. We've got to make sure that we see this that group over there. Dude, I don't know if you know it or not, but there's about three in that group over there. They're, 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 listen, they're going to do all kinds of crazy stuff for the Lord if this group right here leads them. Now, I want you, I want you, to, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. That group over there is going to do some crazy stuff for the Lord if this group of teenagers lead them. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? You say, well, it's not up to them to lead them. It is, because their parents should be leading them. You say, well, my parents, their grandparents, they ought to be leading them. You said, man, I got, got real, so we went from testimonies to real serious all of a sudden. I don't think you realize how, how close we are to missing the boat altogether. Like one generation. One generation's all we need to completely sever their self from Jesus Christ. And you can see what happens. You've been seeing it for years. You see the society we're living in. It's because we got lazy on Jesus. The, the, the product, of, listen, there was a lot of crazy, crazy shenanigans that went on that trip this weekend. From carnal kids. Now look, 10 years ago, y'all know as well as I do, 10 years ago it would have been a completely different ballgame. You know what it is? Society has got wickeder. Is that a word? Wickeder? And wickeder? I'm not even sure it's a real word. Here's what I do know. As time progresses, you're going to need more kids that are not going to be ashamed. But it's going to come from parents that are not ashamed. It's going to come from parents that actually do read their Bible at home, that actually do believe this thing, from, from church members, local church members that believe this thing, that are preaching this thing, that are saying the same thing all the time. Why? We can never let off the gas. Like till Jesus comes back, we can never let off the gas. It's got to be a constant pressure all the time, a constant pressure. Look, we've got to make sure. Why? Because this group over here has a real live chance. Of planting churches. We say it all the time. It's winning and building and sending. Well, we're not sending nobody yet. You're right. You know why? Because we're still willing, uh, we're still actually building so that I so that we'll be able to win. You say, well, that sounds kind of backwards. It it's where we are. It's a foundational building process that we're in right now. The foundation's got to be laid, and it's got to be laid right so that we can build on it. And when we start building on it, there will be a sending. And it could, if Jesus doesn't come back, which I, I think he probably is, but if Jesus doesn't come back sooner rather than later, it's going to be this group over here. And I hope it's my son. I hope it's my son that Greater Hope Baptist Church gets to send out and plant a church. And I hope Enoch gets to go with him. Or, or it's Enoch, and Enoch gets to go plant a church. And I hope my boy gets to go with him. And I hope that they have spouses that they can get together, and they can go plant it. Why? Because that's the kind of dreams that I dream at night. That's the kind of stuff that I dream at night. That's the kind of stuff that I hope Claire, may, it'd be cool. Maybe, maybe Claire goes and Sarah Jo goes, and they go and help somebody plant a church in another part of, of the United States or in Georgia, just in another part. What, whatever that looks like. Man, wouldn't it just be cool if we got in our heart that nothing else mattered but seeing that happen?
Like our jobs don't matter. Our careers don't matter. They're just funding that mission to be able to one day die and lay down in a casket or, or, or go out of this thing by the rapture and say, you know what, man? Dude, I did what I, I got to see my dream happen. Man, just be cool. I mean, it'd be really cool to see Kimber, and, and it'd be cool to see, uh, to see Brenda Lee. You know what? We're, we're going to throw, throw in with, with Enoch and Hutt, and they've all got their own spot. And, hey, look, we're going to plant a church somewhere. Dude, that'd be stupid crazy. And you'd be insane not to want to get in on that. You'd be insane not to want to buy into that. Man, just thinking about what we waste our life on. Man, I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope I'm around here long enough uh, to see Dylan and Tori's kids get older and, and serve the Lord. I hope I'm around long enough to see our teenagers, all of them, win somebody to Jesus Christ. I hope I'm around long enough to where I start seeing our congregation actively trying to win people to Jesus Christ. Why? I feel like I can die in peace in. I'm out sitting around this weekend, and, and, and look, be, being able to preach to them boys, man, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Praise the Lord. Getting to preach to, to the young men, and, and look, for real, seeing, Brother Daniel's right, going from where we went to all across the Bible and seeing the light bulbs go off, and they're like, oh, man, I got a dead spirit. That's what's wrong with me. How do I fix that? How do I fix the dead spirit? And John 3.3 3 is, is, is how you fix the dead spirit. You, get a, you have a new birth in Jesus Christ. That's how you fix your dead spirit. And when they click with them boys, and they're like, these two seniors, like, all right, yeah, I got to do that. You say, man, I, look, I just want to come to church. This, this, then come, just come, come to church. Just come to church. But the rest of you that just don't want to come to church, this is your time to bear down. This is your time to buy in and say, you know what? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, going to be deterred by all the, I'm not going to be deterred by all the things in the world. I'm not going to be deterred by the fact that I don't, what I don't have. I mean, I, 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 you know, I feel like my kids got a pretty good life, but I'm sure they look around sometimes and they see their friends doing all the things that they don't do, and, and maybe there's an inkling like, like, you know, like Lot's, Lot had in his heart. Let's go see what Sodom looks like. I hope not. I hope that doesn't happen. But it's up to us. It's up to this church. Every single church in this, in this in every single member of this church is accountable. Every single one of you. You're accountable for what you heard this morning. You're accountable uh, for, for, for raising children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. You're accountable to breed unity in this church and not disunity and not dysfunction. You're, you're accountable to keep unity. You're accountable to keep church splits from happening by making sure that you go to your brother and you go to your sister and if you got an all against them, you figure that out and you figure out how that works. Why? Because we don't do that here. We don't do that here. We're real good at, at sniffing out the wolves, but, and, and look, they'll eventually make their way on. Why? Well, because unity is a big deal. 
I, I want you to, I, I want to I pray, and I want you to pray for these kids. I want you to pray for their leaders. What, well, because they got a big job ahead of them, for one. Uh, Dylan's navigating on, on, on Wednesday nights. What are, what are we going to give these what are we going to give these kids in such a way that we can give it to them and, and, and God use it in their life for one? And every ounce of it, 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 thank the God of heaven that I don't have to worry about none of it. I don't have to worry about what's being preached. I don't have to worry about a bunch of stupid stuff happening. I don't have, I don't have to worry about none of that. Why? Because we're speaking the same thing and we're saying the same thing and the same thing comes out of this pulpit, the same thing comes out of that one over there. And the same thing goes on in Awana, the same thing happens in here, the same thing goes on in children's churches, the same thing happens in here. Why? Because there's one mission that we've all got to accomplish. And we've got to buy into that. Like wholeheartedly, we've got to buy into that. And we've got to quit being selfish. You say, well, I want what I want. That's because you're selfish. Well, I want to do this. Well, that's because you're selfish. Maybe lay your life down this morning and not be selfish no more. Just don't be selfish. Just quit thinking about yourself. Quit always worrying about your pleasure and your needs and your wants. Why? Because your wants don't matter at the end of the day over Jesus Christ. Um, won't you play a piano for us? And let's do this. Um, let's, let's, uh, I think it'd be cool if we, we pray for our kids because here's what's going to happen. Uh, they're 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 coming out of a secluded environment where uh, you're up at seven o'clock doing devotions. You're eating breakfast with your friends. Yeah, that was whew, that was a lot. I see I seen that and I'm like I will not be up at seven o'clock. I'll see y'all. Uh, yeah, they were. Oh yeah, I was getting text messages at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, but um, they were with their friends. They were with people that, if they wanted to be with people that wanted to serve Jesus, they were with them, right? They were with their youth leaders. They're singing. And now here's what happens. You're going to go back into the world, and you're just going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be back in the world. I've seen, I've been preaching church camps for years, and one of the worst things about church camp is coming home. Because you're 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 with you feel like you're you're literally in heaven and then you come home and it's all back to normal. Like my my parents are back to normal. They they're they're not loving Jesus like they should be. My home is is fighting and cussing and yelling. Uh, it's it's back to a phone. You know, ten hours a day. It's back to the stinking TikTok. It's back to all the stuff. It's back to the YouTube. It's back to vegging out on Netflix. And, and the Bible's forgotten about. And Jesus has forgotten it. It's back to all that stuff. Because nobody nobody will, will, hey, we're not doing that no more. It's back to all that world. So what do we need to do? We need to pray for our teens. We need to pray for, our, for, for the people that lead those teens. Why? Because they need the Spirit's guidance. They need the Spirit of God to work in them and guide them and show them the way they should go. This thing is not, we're not, we're not robots. The Spirit of God is still working in man to guide us and lead us and put us in the right direction. Amen? 
Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And I truly believe they are ordered of the Lord. So I want to pray. I'd, I'd like to pray for our, our, our teens tonight, uh, this morning. So let's do this. Why, why, why don't y'all y'all come up, up here? Why don't y'all gather up here with us? Let's, let's pray. You think we I could get the, the rest of you? If you would, let's 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 just gather around them. Some mamas and some daddies and some grandparents. And once you call, once you call out on the Lord for them and decide you're you're gonna be a person that wants to help see them succeed. They're gonna face a lot. They're going to hear this whole naughty. They're going to hear 2 Timothy 1 8 ringing in their ears about not being ashamed. Won't you just pray for them? Uh, well, let, let, let me pray. Lord, you, you pray. You, uh, you pray on your own there, Lord. Um, Lord, I want to thank you so much for what you've done this week. Lord, thank you for as small of a trip as it is and probably not near enough time. Lord, uh, Lord, I pray that you embed deep into the teenagers' hearts in this church what was done this weekend. God, the friendship that you cultivated between them even deeper. Lord, the, the fact that they are a group of kids that have been set apart for the mission. They're different, Lord. They've been saved. They have been sealed by the Holy Ghost of God, and they're different. They've been set apart for the work of the Lord. And so, God, they'll never be comfortable doing anything outside of that. They'll never be fulfilled. They'll never be satisfied doing anything else outside of that. Lord, I, 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 I know what it's like to, to chase money. I know what it's like to, uh, to chase things in this world. And, God, Lord, I, I pray they know they'll, They'll never be satisfied doing any of that outside the work of God in their life. Lord, I want to thank you for Brother Dylan and Miss Tori. Lord, thank you for their, uh, their dedication and their devotion and their heart to these kids. Lord, it wasn't that long ago, God, that you had them in a youth group doing the same thing that these kids are doing. And Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, for giving them the stick to itness, Lord, to be here and to be in this thing and invest what was invested in them. And Lord, that that is truly discipleship. And Lord, I thank you for it. Lord, I pray, God, that you give them a heart. Lord, I, I know it gets weary. I know it gets tiresome. Lord, I know that it, it's hard. Lord, they they can't they can't make a kid do anything that their parents won't make them do. And so, Lord, it's hard. God, I pray that you give them grace. Lord, I pray that you give them understanding and a heart that understands that the Spirit of God's got to work in their lives. Lord, I pray that you bless this church and Lord, to use this church to raise these kids, to raise the next generation for the glory of God. Lord, I'm praying that we see something miraculous out of this group. Lord, that you just, you turn the whole thing upside down. Lord, that you turn this church upside down because of what you're doing in these kids. Lord, bless this church. Help us to stay the course. Lord, help us to stay the course and not grow weary in well-doing. Lord, I love you and I thank you for all that you've done this weekend. Thank you for what you're going to do in the future. In Jesus' name.
Jesus' name, amen. 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 Sorry to say it, but thank you to Miss Miss Candice and Brother Daniel and uh, their sacrifice they made this weekend. And um, Daniel, Daniel, and I, I praise the Lord for it. Um, Daniel and his wife are both truly uh, stepping in the role of of a deacon more and more, and um, and serving and being a service of wherever they can be. And uh, it's it's a hard deal to find. And I, I was telling them last night, it's a rare thing what we have amongst the group of servants that we have. Um, I honestly, there is no, there is honestly no jealousy, no envy, no kind of crazy. I, I mean, it's hard to find it amongst a group of young people uh, that in general. Uh, but serving in ministry sometimes it's a little taxing gets crazy and i thank god for the humility of every single one of you and um and, it, and it's a good thing i love serving with who i get to serve with and i wouldn't have it any other way amen all right well i hope you have a good rest of the day you say you didn't do a whole lot of preaching if you'll come back next week you'll get all you can handle all right uh you'll get all you can handle next week and uh, i i didn't intentionally pass these outlines out on purpose, so we'll have them next week. Uh, we will finish up uh, from Nehemiah next week, and uh, so just you you be here and be ready for that. A couple things I'm praying about going forward and what we're going to do in here on Sunday morning, so uh, just pray the Lord directs and guides and, and helps us, all right? Everybody good? Anybody got anything else you want to say before I, before I turn loose this thing? All right. Love y'all. Have a good rest of the day and uh, we'll see you on uh see you on Wednesday.